Hello, and welcome to Zach's Corner, that other show from the pond people, with your third favorite host, Zach. <laughs> Is that dramatic enough for you guys? I don't know why that happened, <laughs> but it did. Hello, friends. Uh, this is another thrilling episode of Zach's Corner. Um, we're doing it, right? At least we're trying to. Uh, this week, we have a different episode. I didn't necessarily uh, have a plan going in for this, like to do this as the plan. Just more or less materialized because I thought, hey, this would be a fun thing. So what this week is, is more of a comparison than a straight-up review. Like, I'm not going to be talking about everything that happens in a movie. I'm going to be comparing two versions of the same movie, released 30 years apart. <laughs> um, of course, that is The Godfather Part 3, released, of course, in 1990. Uh... You know, The Godfather Part 3 is the follow-up to Godfather and Godfather Part 2, two of the greatest movies of all time. And it's a movie that's always talked about as not being good and that, you know, it's just, what, why did they do it? All that crap. <laughs> but in fairness to The Godfather Part 3, a movie I actually think is genuinely really good and I do enjoy. It's, it's following the weight of two of the greatest movies in cinema history. Like... That's an impossible act for anybody to follow. <laughs> so if you just like watch this as like a fun, like good gangster movie, it is. I think it's just like the expectations were really high. And, you know, it had been a long time and maybe Francis Ford Coppola wasn't the same director he was, you know, in the 70s when it was 1990. I don't know. I don't think it's so bad. I think it's really great. Uh, one of the biggest complaints coming out of this is a justified complaint. Um... They talk about the terrible acting as Sofia Coppola, who is, of course, Francis's uh, daughter. Uh, she's, she's in this movie. She plays Mike Corleone's daughter. And, uh, you know, not great, but not terrible. Like, she's serviceable. You know what I mean? Everyone says she's the worst part of the movie, which is probably fair and true. But, uh, you know, to completely throw away this whole movie just of her, because of her performance is kind of crazy. I mean, it's not that important. Um, and then I was, you know, we all know the rumors and stuff. So Nona Ryder was especially, was, a, well, I cannot speak, <laughs> was originally supposed to be uh, Mary uh, Corleone. And I can't see it. Like, I don't get the casting at all. So I don't think that would, would have been a much better choice either. Not that she's a bad actress. I just don't think she fits into the movie. So I think Sofia Coppola, she at least fits. Like, she looks like she's part of the Corleone family. Like, I buy it, you know? And she's young, naive, and, you know, that kind of works with the portrayal given to us, right? So, yeah, I think it works. Uh, it's not great by any means, and at parts it's really hilarious. Like, uh, of course, this is going to be spoilers because it's still a review. And if you haven't seen Godfather Part 3, I mean... It's been 30 years. It's more or less on you. <laughs> uh, when she gets shot and dies at the end of the movie, uh, <laughs> I watched this today. I watched Godfather Part 3 and uh, Godfather Coda, the death of, my, uh, of Michael Corleone, back-to-back -back, uh, today. I did it as a fun experience. Uh, just to see, you know, compare the things, because I thought it would be a really fun day, like a fun activity, right? Why not watch how it was and then how Francis Ford Coppola wanted it to be and how he, you know, did the re-edits and he shuffled things around. And so I wanted to I wanted to see the comparisons, right? I wanted to see how much fun that would be. 
And so um, that was the goal going into this. Uh, that was the plan. Uh, I didn't plan on doing an episode about that, though. Uh, but I thought, you know, this would be fun. And it will help people out, you know, to decide whether it's worth, you know, shelling out the extra coinage to watch the uh, the different edit. So, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so there's a part where uh, Sofia Coppola, uh, Mary Corleone, she gets shot. And then uh, she dies, like, on the steps. And she just literally goes, like, Dad, right? And it's so bad. And then Al Pacino grabs her and starts shaking her. And he's crying and being emotional. And I was joking with my mom. I was, because like, we watched it together. I was like, Al Pacino's just showing her how to act, you know. He's just like, this is how you do it, right? It was really funny. Because, you know, we got to make jokes the entire time. Because that's what the pod people do, right? We just watch movies, make jokes, and then bring content to you great people. <laughs> And, uh, you know, at first, before we get into the comparison stuff, I want to defend The Godfather Part 3 as a worthwhile movie. There's, like, really awesome scenes in this film that it's like, how do people not love this? Oh, and, like, Andy Garcia is in here, right? Uh, he plays Vincent, who is Sonny's bastard son. And uh, Andy Garcia, as always, in, like, everything, is so great in this movie. He kicks so much ass. You're like, love this guy. Like... You know, he tra he's having to match the intensity of James Caan, right? <laughs> and he does it. You're like, yeah, I get that this is Sonny's kid. Like, I believe it, you know? Because if you've seen the first Godfather, which if you haven't seen the first Godfather, why are you listening to a review of the third Godfather? <laughs> but, like, Sonny is, like, awesome, and James Caan's so good in that movie. And Vincent brings the fire. He's that same kind of guy. So they do a really good job with that. And, of course, Al Pacino as Michael Corleone does amazing, as he does in all three Godfather films. <sighs> Good stuff, man. Um, but so the, the best parts in Godfather Part 3 is uh, when Joe Zaza, when he uh, whacks all the mob leaders, right? When they use the helicopter and they gun down, like, all the, all the leaders of the families. That's so fucking cool. Like, it's a great setup. It's a great delivery. Like, you're like, oh my gosh, this is And it's quite shocking the first time you see it because you don't expect it. It's fucking great, man. Like, you got to really love that. And then, of course, uh, we get that lovely scene of the assassination of Joe Zaza, you know, when uh, Michael's in the hospital. Uh, Vincent goes ahead and he's like, you know what? We're going to whack this guy for doing that to everybody. And they do, and they have, like, this really awesome scene. And uh, Vincent, he's on horseback. Like, he's dressed as, like, a mounted uh, police officer. And he chases him down with the horse, and then he shoots him in the back. It's pretty great. It's just awesome. It's such an awesome, awesome scene, man. Great movie. And then, of course, the ending of the film, uh, where you have the great scene of they're watching Anthony's uh, opera. And while it's happening, uh, you know, everybody's getting whacked. Like, all the, you know, problem people throughout the film, uh, the people with the church, and then, you know, all the people in the way, like, all the mob people that try to screw over Michael. Everyone's getting whacked during this, and it's so great. And then you see... Uh, you know, it's just cutting in between this opera and, like, all these people, like, getting whacked. It's so cool. Like, it's such a neat scene, and they do it so well, and I love it, man. Dude, I'm telling you, Godfather Part 3. Don't sleep on Godfather Part 3, man. It's really great. <laughs> all right. Let's see our differences here. Um, we do. Uh, we have, uh, like, I think just even from uh, just looking at it standpoint, um... Something I didn't really notice until my mom pointed it out is um, overall, because, like, it's restored, right? Like, in this version, right? Because it's Blu-ray, and it's supposed to be all fancy and stuff. 
And one thing we noticed is it's like it seems much darker. Like the shadows and stuff are more intense. Like it's like just sometimes it's like, huh, it's a little muddled. Like it's a little harder to see things. So that's real interesting. And then there's also a lot of more um, like fade to black cuts, it seems like in this version. Like, you know, to where like they end a scene and then fade to black and then new scene instead of, you know, just like a smoother, you know, transition. Um, I, I think it's a lot more noticeable in this one. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm crazy. But uh, yeah, so the beginning's different. Uh, what we see actually, the first scene in this is Michael Corleone. Um, he's acquiring the, the, the Imbolar, Imbolario, Imbolario, yeah, uh, from the Catholic Church. That, that actually starts the movie uh, instead of the award ceremony, you know? So he's actually, he's giving them the $600 million to take control of this business so he can make all this money. So that's how we start. And then it goes to Michael Corleone writing the letter to his family, be like, I want you guys to come to this celebration. And uh, instead of doing the actual ceremony where he's awarded the medal from the church, uh, it's actually just the party. And, like, they skip the whole part, and so it's kind of weird. And that's kind of, like, a theme throughout this is they trim a lot of the fat off of the movie. Right? Because the the run times, uh, the regular run time for um, Godfather Part 3 is 170 minutes. And then the runtime for uh, Coda is... Um, 157, right? So it's two and a half hours versus, you know, two hours and 50 minutes. So, you know, they did trim a lot of fat. And so this is one of the things they cut down. And, um, yeah, and then we get that. And then after the party, it goes straight to the confirmation hearing about the Michael taking over the Imbolario. I'm going to struggle on that word every time. <laughs> and then... Yeah, and then really, like, during the hearing, like, during the confirmation thing, uh, there's less of a, like, incident. There's more fighting, I think, and more of, like, a disagreement on the board about him taking over. But on this, it seems more like it's a true smoother transition. And then we get the scene with Mary and Michael talking together, you know. And then uh, this is actually cut down a little bit, which is interesting. Um, you know, cause it's just him telling him that he loves his daughter and shit like that. But it seems like a little thing. Yeah, and then also I noticed throughout the movie, and you get a cut here where I noticed it a lot. It feels a little more disjointed, right? Like I said, with like the fade to like black stuff, like it just feels like more in pieces than it does feel like a smooth like all the way through. So I don't know if that's uh, that's something I'm just making up, or if that's something that's like consciously actually happening in there. And then. Um, then, like, for a while, I didn't notice any differences in the film. It seems like it's pretty much, like, the same. Uh, you know, just the normal just plot stuff happening, you know, building up to where they're going to go on their Sicily trip because Anthony's going to, you know, star in that opera. Well, in Sicily, that's where we start to notice differences. Um, when Anthony sings the song to his father, we actually get subtitles, so you actually get to know what song he's actually singing to his dad, so that's kind of cool. And then when Michael is telling the, the, the kids about how he got married and uh, he tells the daughter, he tells Mary, like, you know, quit trying to bang your first cousin. It's really weird. Like, you shouldn't do that. And she's like, I don't care. Well, in like the normal version, she has like a little run, like she storms off all mad. And then this one, they actually did, they cut with the run. 
So it's like, oh man. <laughs> so it's kind of funny to me. And then it just cuts to her with uh, Vincent because she doesn't care. And then um, one of the things too, the ending here. Oh, you know what? I'll get to this right here because when Mary and Vincent, they, they, they're, you know, they kiss or whatever, then it shows uh, Vincent goes straight over and he talks to Michael. Uh, he starts shaving Michael and he and Michael gives Vincent this plan. He's like, I want you to go infiltrate, you know, the other Don that set up the meeting like that, trying to kill everybody. He's like, I want you to infiltrate it. And then I want you to, you know, act offended when they want you to whack me. He's like all these things. Right. And I thought it would be cleared up maybe in like this re-edit. But I was very confused. And I still am as to the purposes of uh, Vincent doing this whole little side mission to make them think that he was betraying Michael. Like, I'm not really sure why they do it because in the film, like, he does this, he goes talk to the other Don, and then he ends up being confirmed as Michael's successor. And then he becomes Vincent Corleone, and it's a big thing, and then he sets up all the, all the hits at the end of the movie. And then he has a moment with the one of the betrayers, and he's like, hey, you know, it's already happened, Michael's gonna die. You know, what's your thing? And he said, just enjoy the opera, meaning that he's not going to actually betray Michael. So it's like, so what was the point of that whole little setup thing with Vincent? Like, I, I saw the part where they, they whack the other Don. Like, he gets stabbed in the throat with his spectacles. And it's like, was it maybe to get the Don's address? Like, to find out his hiding places? To find out, like, where he would be? Like, that could be it, maybe? Uh, maybe figure out his security? You know, like, maybe that's the... The plan? I don't know, it just seems like a little fuzzy, like a little muddled. And I was hoping that that was going to be cleared up. But it wasn't really. Um, I don't know. <laughs> then the next big change uh, I think I noticed is um, the ending. It feels a little bit more rushed. At the end, Like it feels like they plucked like a couple things out. So it goes like boom, 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 boom. Instead of being kind of stretched out. Because, you know, at the end they get out of the opera. And uh, Vincent talks to Anthony, but they cut that out where Anthony just runs up to the rest of the family. And then when they're outside, they go pretty much from walking out to uh, Mary's shot and dead and uh, Michael Corleone's freaking out. Like, it goes that quick. Where I feel like there's a little bit more buildup, like a little bit more lead-up, like a little bit more tension in the uh, regular version of the film. It's just kind of like, we're outside, boom, Mary's dead, everyone freaking out. Like, it just feels like that, like that quick. And you're like, I think... You know, the beats, man. Take, take a minute, right? <laughs> and then um, after that, we get to the ending where it's old man Michael Corleone sitting in Sicily just on a chair. And then in the Coda version, uh, he doesn't die. Um, he There's like a graphic that pops up that says, you know, uh, in Sicily, you know, the, there's a thing a saying, you know, if you live a long life or whatever the fuck it says, you know, it's saying, you know, sometimes that happens. So it's like, you know, the curse of living a long time, like becoming old man, like, right? Because like, you have to see, like, everybody die. And that's what happened to Michael Corleone, right? It's the fact that he got to watch, like, <laughs> so many people in his family die. Like, and he had to, and then he just lives, like, he has to just live with all that, you know? And it's like, you know, living with all that heartbreak, living with all that tragedy. Like, it's really sad. And so I think that's, like, the worst fate, I guess, is what they're implying there. Because in the regular Godfather, he just falls out of the chair and he's just dead as an old man. But I guess in the coda, he, he keeps living. And so I think that's the point, right, is that 
you know, he doesn't get to die, I guess. I, I don't know. So, yeah, so, they, they, you know, there's not really that many differences between the two films. And I don't think, like, cutting it or rearranging certain things really does anything to add to the overall enjoyment. Uh, personally, uh, should you watch it? Is it worth it? Um, if you haven't seen The Godfather Part 3, I would say just watch the original version. Because there's really no reason. You know, the extra 20 minutes you save isn't really worth it. Uh, it doesn't make anything make more sense. It just feels less cohesive and it feels more rushed in certain parts. Um, that being said, if you've seen Godfather Part 3, um, I think it's probably worth a watch. Because, you know, you've seen it so you can see the comparison. So maybe if you're curious just to see. I do think it's an exercise worth doing that. But uh, yeah, if you're deciding to watch regular Godfather Part 3. Or Godfather, uh, Coda, The Death of Michael, Michael Corleone. I would honestly uh, just suggest watch regular Godfather Part 3. I guess that makes me a bad fan. Because Coppola said in his little exp explanation of why he wanted to redo the movie. He said the Coda version is how they more originally wanted it to go. Like this is their original thoughts, their original plan for the film. Right, like this is their version. It's kind of like how Blade Runner has the uh, final cut, right? Like that was Ridley Scott's vision of what Blade Runner was supposed to be. So that's essentially this. And um, yeah, I don't think it's uh, it's really that like different enough to matter. Like it's small, subtle changes, but it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, I don't know. So. Yeah, I just thought that would be a, this would be a fun one, like just a fun, interesting uh, um, Zach's corner, like a good comparison. Just look at you know two different versions of a film. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about it. Maybe if you guys really like this, let me know because we can do it. There's a bunch of movies that you know changes versus not changes, you know. So that's interesting. Or we can just compare. I think this would be interesting. This is a more interesting thing if we compare an original versus like a remake. Like if we did. Um, like Halloween, for example, right? If we do 78 versus uh, Rob Zombies, like what would be the differences, you know, in like a remake? Like I think that could be a really fun exercise too. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about that. You guys got to let me know. And uh, how you let me know is you can comment on this link uh, through our Facebook. If you get on our Facebook, uh, you know, go to facebook.com and then you can get in the little search bar. And you'd search uh, DTZ, the pod people, and our page will pop up. You'll see the pod people. You'll see our lovely faces on the cover photo. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then so you can comment on this link. Uh, you can send us a direct message on Facebook. Or you can even send us an email through our Facebook. So that'd be really fun. So, you know, just I want to hear your guys' voices, like your opinions. Like, how do you feel about this style of show. Do you like a comparison type show? Because I think it'd be something fun and it's something I'd be willing to do more. Um, and other than that, if there's any other movies you guys are clamoring for, um, let me know, man, because I really, you know, this show's supposed to be fun. This is like the non-serious, non-professional show, right? And so if you guys ever want to do something goofy or silly, that's what Zach's Corner's for, man. We've done the little rascals and surfs up. Like clearly, you know, we're we're down to just screw around over here and just have all kinds of fun. Like that's the whole point of Zach's Corner, right? It's to get you guys more content in between episodes of the proper pod people 
and for us to have fun and unwind like on a daily not a daily but like a weekly basis right just like a little escape every wednesday that's the hope and the plan anyway <laughs> and you know if i'm gonna make it to 52 episodes in 2021 that's the absolute goal i'm gonna need your guys' suggestions like it's gonna take a whole team right it takes a village as it were right so zach's corner's our show let's make a great show guys um, but yes, yeah, so that's the, that's the, the show. It was just a fun little comparison between Godfather Part 3 proper and Godfather Part 3, you know, or sorry, Godfather, uh, Coda, the death of Michael Corleone. <laughs> yeah, say the name properly. So yeah, I hope it was a fun video. Hope you guys are doing good. And, uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully things are going fine. Uh, I love you. I'll see you soon. Uh, you guys take care. Stay safe. And uh, yeah, bye.